Okay. Did you just hear me drink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wonder how I can drink without sounding like... Welcome to Breathing Spaced Podcast, episode one, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to kick things off and introduce ourselves. My name is Dina Rupp, and across from me is... I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Emily. And we are the two creators behind Breathing Spaced. And Breathing Space to us two women speaking their truths to encourage you to speak yours and basically we want to welcome you into this uh, new podcast community of ours and we want to let you know a little bit of what's to come yeah yeah so really like the goal of our podcast like Dina said is to just really help people speak their truth So we, on this podcast, are going to bring people in the Erie community as well as other people in the community outside of Erie to interview and just like create an amazing space, a, a safe space for people to really just, you know, step into their power and let others know that they're not alone in what they're struggling with. Yes, I think in this day and age especially, It's time to be honest. It's time to talk about what you're feeling and not be afraid. Uh, I think there's been so many times where I personally have felt that if I were to tell people how I really feel, I would be judged and, you know, not taken seriously or, you know, oh, something is wrong with this person. So we definitely want people to feel comfortable. We, you know, raw, just this is us. Mm -hmm. And we want you to encourage you to do the same. So to look forward uh, in the future of our podcast, we're right now we're thinking like, you know, one podcast a month. Um, if we feel like we're getting great feedback or if we have a really special topic we want to hit on, maybe maybe we'll step it up and do two a month or something. But um, we're going to try to make them just brief, simple to the point. And we want to bring in guests to interview, ask them about their truths, ask them about their struggles, and, you know, what's good in their life. Yeah. So that's kind of what what we're going to be doing here. Uh, also, just a disclaimer, we are not professional doctors. Mm-mm. We are not professional therapists or psychologists or any kind of specialist that you know you should be taking advice from us um you know especially if you're not feeling comfortable you know we're not going to tell you to go do these things we want you to go to your doctor or take care of yourself if necessary there are resources out there Mm -hmm. for you to utilize if need be um but yeah we just wanted to throw that out there 
All right, so let's get into it. Let's get this party started. <laughs> so we thought we would just kick off today's episode with really interviewing each other, right, mm-hmm. Em? Like mm-hmm. we just, we want to kind of introduce ourselves. I mean, we're, we're nobody special. We're, we're just two soul sisters <laughs> hanging out in Erie, PA, um, trying to do our part in the community and be kind to people and, you know, work on ourselves and grow. Mm-hmm. But um, we thought it would be really cool to just kind of interview each other so you can hear what we got to bring to the table and you know if you have any questions for us specifically about what we touch on we're going to post this on our instagram so please follow us and you know you can comment dm us you know whatever you feel you want to do so emily are you are you ready to go up to bat i'm ready okay so ready so we're gonna just you know ask a few questions and then they're going to be the same questions but you know Obviously, we both have our own story, just like everyone else does. So, Emily. Dina. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So, my name is Emily, and I've lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, pretty much my whole life. So, I grew up with my mom, my dad, and my younger brother. So, my brother is, I think, four years younger than I am, and he's actually in the military. So, he is in Japan right now. Um, Yeah, he's... He's pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, like, I had always thought that I wanted to leave Erie, really. Like, I always just felt the call to, like, go, you know. But more recently, I feel like the need to be here to really serve this community because I think it's really up and coming. Yes. Um, and there's so much potential. Like, Erie is definitely getting there. I totally agree with you. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's kind of just like a little bit about me. And then we'll go into this in the next question. Okay. So yeah, what I wanted to know is if you could share with us like your past jobs, your careers that you've touched on, um, even if you wanted to touch on education, you know, what got you to, you know, here today? Like what things did you dabble in job-wise? Yeah, so... For me, I had always loved helping people. Like, I remember I was like eight years old and I would wake up early in the morning and I would turn on my TV and watch like Feed the Children. So I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. Please enlighten me. Okay. Well, it's basically a very long infomercial about trying to help feed children in Africa. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was like at (laughs) six or seven in the morning and I would just like wake up and turn that on and listen to it and convince my parents that we needed to send money over to the kids in Africa. So from a very young age, I was always really into helping people. I had worked at a nursing home. I had volunteered through, um, I actually have type one diabetes. And so I did a lot of juvenile diabetes research foundation stuff. I'd go in the hospitals. And when did you find out you had diabetes? Did you have it at a young age? I was 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so kind of from there, I really, like, wanted to even help people even more because I knew what it felt like to feel so alone. Yeah. And, yeah, so I had done that. I, you know, really loved, like, underserved populations. Like, I had worked with kids with severe mental health, um, trauma. I've worked with adults with addiction, homelessness, um, you know, a bunch of different things. Um, Kids with autism, Down syndrome, 
Wow. I, I really, really loved all of those experiences because they really kind of helped me where I'm at now. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize, I mean, you really have touched in a lot of different communities, mm-hmm. like, in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those aren't, like, easy sometimes those aren't really easy like nursing homes I mean uh, my grandmother personally was in a nursing home for a while before she passed and it was just like you know the nurse is there I mean constantly got to help them out you know and with every aspect of life yeah absolutely and you know my grandmother had um she had dementia so you know it was really hard you know, to see her kind of go through that, but I can't even imagine people like volunteering or working there, you know, kind of being with these people all the time and seeing people in and out and just, yeah, very emotional. It's super emotional. In there. Yeah. I did hospice. Um, it was oh, probably wow. like three years ago. So I tried that and it was a very beautiful thing in a weird way because when you see somebody that's passing away, like actively, you know, moving on in life in that way, you know, it's just, it's beautiful in a, in a very strange way. So that kind of, like, opened up my eyes to to a lot of different that's, things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Did you ever, like, so you were with sometimes people till the end or near? Yeah, so the people that I, I never saw anyone pass away, like, actively while I was there, but they were in hospice care. So they, you know, were sick for a while, and I would come in and bring my guitar and, like, sing them songs and... You know, it's just amazing that music is so healing in that yes. way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of different... Any wisdom that they shared with you? Um, so when I was in high school, this was not hospice, but when I had worked with adults that were older and in nursing mm-hmm. homes, they were just like, you know, they were alone. And I think like one of the biggest things that I learned from them was to appreciate the present day, like right now. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what loss you're gonna deal with or what circumstances are gonna happen to you, but it's just understanding like now you have the time now. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah. And that's like the biggest message. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. Um, so obviously you've done so you have you know done all of these amazing things in your life um what are some obstacles that has happened in your life that you could share with us um things that kind of were hard for you or some you know something that you really learned from Hmm. share your wisdom please so for me honestly it was being diagnosed with an illness at a really young age because you know, you're a kid. So when you're learning about early, like you have friends eating pizza and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like I had to really watch what I was eating. And so it felt like the floor was being like ripped up underneath me and just finding that place to be stable because everything was in chaos, really like just trying to figure out what I could eat and, you know, who my support system was. Like my parents were great, but like, you know, I wanted a friend, not like my parents. So I think that, and then because of that, I actually struggled with bulimia for a long time. So because I felt like I didn't have a sense of control from that, it kind of was my only way to like control something in my life. Um, And that caused, you know, a lot of toxic relationships because I didn't look at myself in a positive light. And 
Yeah, and I really overcame that just by, like, really tapping into my intuition and, like, understanding that I can't fix others, you know? Like, that's not my job. My job is to empower myself and not try to be the fixer all the time. So yeah, that I totally agree. I think too, as women, you know, yeah. that's really hard for some of us. Yeah, some of myself. Um, yeah, we always want to take care of something. I don't know if it's like this maternal instinct that we just have, but you know, we're constantly like, how can we fix this? Yep. What can we do to make this better? And that is a challenge, I think, for a lot of women. I mean, people in general, but like. Just understanding that you cannot change or fix other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things are out of your control and you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. Yep. Um, that was personally one of my hard obstacles as well is just rewiring that brain. Yep. It's um, hard to do. And it's also interesting you mentioned about, you know, when you were little and when you had this illness and you couldn't really have some of the same foods as your other friends or other people around you or your peers. I mean, that's another thing too. Like food is such a big part Mm -hmm. of who we are. And when you're like around people or when you're raised a certain way to eat certain things and then you can't have those things anymore. I mean, that's, I don't think people sometimes realize like how hard that really is. Yeah. It's like your identity. Yeah. I mean, really. Like, yeah, super, super hard. But you just have to understand that, like, yeah. you have to do it for your health or sure. else you're going to get sick. So, yeah, you got to make some adjustments and mm-hmm. uh, so it's such work. Yeah. <laughs> so good. F- you're awesome. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, this leads us now into like present day. I guess mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what's going on with you right now in the moment besides this amazing podcast like what are some things happening in your life that you want to share yeah so I will actually say like for you guys listening I met Dina through a business class that we took Um, so I quit my social work job I started my own business so my business is Seeking Solace with Emily and I do I'm a soul doula so I help people birth their inner light their inner passion love it And I do Reiki healing. So really a lot of that alternative medicine that I feel is really underlooked a lot of times. Um, So yeah, I'm doing that currently, kind of like making some courses and programs that I'm slowly starting to release. But that is what I am doing. It's wonderful. It is a crazy time. I thought I... I didn't ever think I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of times you look at other entrepreneurs and you're like, oh, that life is so, like, nice because you can do whatever you <laughs> it want. Looks, it, it looks like it would be so amazing. It's really <laughs> – it's hard. <laughs> like, it's – So when did you find that – when did, you know, you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Like, was there a specific moment, a specific time? Like, when were you like, I want to, like, work for myself and, like, do what I need to do to help others? I think it was at my last like social work job because I really wanted to help people, but not in that capacity. Mm -hmm. And I knew that with a lot of agencies, like I, I told myself even in high school, like I never wanted to work for an agency, but I was like, oh, maybe I could work for a school thinking like, okay, but that's not me. Like I like making my own schedule and having that freedom. So it was kind of recently when that happened. 
You can hear a neighbor dog yeah. behind us. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to chime in too. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. So listening to Emily's story, if you've been tuning in since the beginning, like I do feel like, you know, everything you've talked about really has all like kind of started coming together for you right now. Like yeah. since you were so interested in helping people and and taking care of people in your way that you could and now you're like a soul doula and you want to empower people to be who they should be. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. <sighs> Thank you. Good good story, Em. And now we get to hear your story. Now it's my turn. And the dogs. And the dog. The dog uh, wants to. He, he, he has really. A story. He really does. He's trying we to shout it from the rooftop. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. So, Dina. Yes, Dina. My Dina. name is Dina. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, the lowdown. Let's let me let me give y'all the four one one. Um, so I was born and raised in Erie, PA. Uh, my family is pretty much all from Erie. I had this awesome opportunity as a child where I lived out like in Green Township, Wattsburg, um, where like it was one of those family situations where like everyone lived on the same street. So like my grandparents actually lived in my, you know, in our house um, when my parents decided, you know, hey, we want to like live out kind of in the country-esque like lifestyle um my grandma actually owned the land that they built their house on so she said listen i'm gonna sell you this piece of land for a decent deal but you know what we need to exchange is you're gonna build like an in-law suite for your father and i to live so that's what they did my father my grandfather and some of their friends built the house and so right above the garage you know they built this apartment for my grandma and my grandpa so i had this awesome childhood of like kind of having another set of parents and of course they're the cool parents because they were grandparents so you know I could never do wrong my brother could never do wrong um so that was wonderful um and also like my great aunt lived down the street and my mom's cousins were next door and Mm. down the street and so like when it was holiday time like we would all get together and you know a big part of about my life it was traditions and family um back in the day it's very interesting because it's totally not like that anymore. Um, so many people have moved. So many people obviously have passed on. And everyone's kind of going in their own direction. So traditions are just something of the past in my family. And it, it is a little bit sad because I, I do feel like those were some wonderful memories that I'll cherish forever. And I guess, you, you know, we've been trying to make new traditions just in a little bit different way. Um, so growing up like that was great. I ended up going to Mercyhurst Prep for high school. I really just didn't enjoy high school. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my favorite. Um, I went to a public school from kindergarten to middle school, and then my parents decided that they wanted me to go to Mercyhurst for high school. So that was like a total shift. Mm-hmm. And it was like super like, I don't want to say it was traumatic, but I just remember bawling my eyes out the night before. Like, I just did not want to go. And I think there were, like, maybe three, four other girls that were coming from where I was going to school to Mercyhurst, but we did not have the same classes together at first. And so it was hard. Um, And then went to Edinburgh for college for graphic design. Um, Dabbled in that. Worked locally at some printing shops in Erie after graduation. So really have been sticking around local here. 
Uh, and then it was when I was working for the printing company, Kim Copy Printing, where, like, I think it was, like, 2007, um, I met someone that pretty much, like, opened my eyes about traveling abroad, hmm. teaching English abroad, and that's kind of where I was, like, I need to do this. Um, and just a side note, like, I did take a lot of, like, art history in college, so, like, seeing these things abroad on screens and like in slides I like this is in real life India art history of India was that's what blew my mind that class was like this can't be real so um I did some you know some research I educated myself a little bit and ended up getting a job in South Korea it's called it was called Daejeon like not Dijon mustard but like Daejeon but we basically always said Daejeon mustard because you know um which was like the heart of South Korea and um went there by myself and mm. taught a private hogwan aka private english school um just different ages uh how to speak english listen speaking um we even had a debate class i mean these kids were like mind-blowingly smart it was amazing so um did that for over a year and then came back stateside uh, a couple years later and Went to Pittsburgh because a lot of my friends from college are from Pittsburgh. And, you know, I don't know if you have a lot of Pittsburgh friends, but I love Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is great. It has its own flavor. I love visiting there. I lived there for about three years. I'm glad I don't live there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I can go visit and find my favorite spots. Um, but And I have tons of friends that I miss from there. But, like, Pittsburgh people love Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. passionately Literally. love Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> Dina, you need to move here because this place is awesome. Yeah. You know, like, they, I mean, it was a little bit, like, too much sometimes. I'm like, all right, guys, like, let's calm your role here. We get it. Pittsburgh is cool. And it is. But, um, so I lived there for a little bit, ended up working in the bakery business, uh, then the painting business, and then moved back to Erie because I basically was not feeling well. And still in Erie today. So that's a little about me and my life. And I know I touch a little bit in there about jobs and career and stuff, which yeah. is our next question. Yeah. But I mean, it's like really amazing, though, that you've done all of these different things. Like, I mean, I guess it I, I mean, I have um, definitely a lot of different jobs. Yeah. Even some jobs that I forget about that I'm like, oh, yeah, I did, I that. did that. Yeah. <laughs> Like a little bit of restaurant, a little bit of customer service. Really never did retail, though. Hmm. I will say that. But, you know, customer service is customer it's, service. Yeah. It's not an easy job. And I will say working in the restaurant business definitely helped me appreciate, you know, going out to eat more and what people have to go through. So I try to, like, respect every waitress or server that comes along because I know, like, it's not always easy. Mm-mm. So of all the jobs that you've done, mm-hmm. like what would you say that your favorite one was Oof. if you had to pick? I have to say, okay, there's a tie because, so Korea obviously was like just a mind-blowingly amazing experience. So that's like in an, its own mm-hmm. category. Like I not only like went out of my comfort zone times 200, but, you know, I got to you know, submerge myself in this culture and live and work and 
try to learn the language but wasn't really successful um but met so many wonderful people like koreans they are just so nice um and you know got to like build on my independent skills and basically my problem solving skills Mm -hmm. uh so it really helped me kind of grow as a person but I used to work for Marketplace Grill, which, did you ever go there when Mm-mm. I was around? So it was, you know, a restaurant that was downtown, actually where the Mexican restaurant is now in 4th and State. Oh. Um, and then the tap house is next door. Yeah. So, like, part of the tap house was actually our laundry room because they did catering there at Marketplace. So, like, sometimes when I go into the, what it, what is it called? It's called tap house, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I go in there sometimes and where I'm sitting, I'm like, dude, this used to be our laundry room. Like, this is where we used to, like, store catering, like you know, plates and hot boxes and fold linens. It's crazy. But um, I used to work there as as a catering manager. And Hmm. I have to say, that was one of my favorite jobs. Really? I don't know why. Um, I think it's definitely the people. Mm -hmm. You we met so many different people. You met people that like, you know, this was their second or third job. This was their only job. You have young college kids. You have people graduated. You have older people like all sorts of walks of life come into the restaurant business. I mean, you never know who you're going to meet and what their story is, but everyone had a different story and but at the end of the day it like didn't matter like we just would have a yingling and fold some silverware or you know do this wedding together and it was hard work like I have back problems because of catering um my nickname was diesel because I would pick up trays of plates by myself like obscenely massive amounts of plates that I should not have done okay and now my back is I'm paying for it but um it was just like, I don't know, it was always so much fun. It was always a different event. Like, sometimes crazy things happen. Um, other times, you know, it was just pretty basic and laid back. But that was probably my favorite job. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's I'm learning the so stories. much about you right now. <laughs> so many stories in the restaurant business. So you, I mean, throughout this experience, you're definitely, like, a people person, and Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're a very empathetic and caring person, so tell me a little bit about, like, you know, throughout your life, being so empathetic and caring, that can probably cause some bumps in the road or some struggles that you Mm -hmm. faced, so tell me a little bit about some of the struggles you've you've encountered in your life. So, um, I try to be empathetic. It's, it's, but that's also something that I'm, I feel like I'm constantly working on, you like know. being empathetic for this car alarm? For this car alarm, for the dog that was barking, um, you know, just, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I was a very judgmental person growing up. Like, my family was judgmental. It was just always like, you know, who does this person think they are? Like, they don't, you know, like, and I'm not saying I still don't do that, especially when I'm driving. Yeah. But um, I've really been trying to teach myself and understand that, like, you know, we all have a story Mm -hmm. and you don't always know the whole story. And yeah, empathy is really important and, you know, it's, it's really hard. But I, so my obstacle has to be mental illness. I, I was diagnosed with chronic depression a couple years ago. And I'm going to tell you something. I knew I was depressed at an early age. 
um, looking back, you know, once I started therapy and I had a couple different therapists, but my last, my, my current therapist that I've been seeing for two years, amazing. If anyone is looking for an awesome therapist, like DM us, I will be more than happy to share. Um, and, and, you know, Emily, Mm -hmm. I know you have an awesome therapist. So I just like, you know, growing up, my family, you know, mental illness, Eh, let's no we don't have that therapy why do you want to do that that's you know that's for people who are just you know crazy you know not a very healthy outlook um so of course it was one of those situations where oh dina you're being so emotional you're you're crying over the stupidest things like get over it like stop crying it's fine like suck it up so that's kind of how i was raised was just to kind of like hide my feelings pretty Mm -hmm. much or toughen up build a wall Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because coming later on in life, even today, I'm still trying to break down that wall. And just now, again, like looking back, I can totally see some red flags. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I really enjoyed as a child, but like either something didn't work out, my parents couldn't drive me there, or the, you know, the place that I was like dancing at moved across town and they just couldn't fit it in. And, you know, and like, you know, adults are doing what they can. Your parents... I've realized they did the best job that they could do. Um, I was just listening to a podcast of my friend, and she actually mentioned there's no manual to be a parent. You know, everyone's situation's different, and, and I totally have to agree with her. Um, I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but like listening to people and my friends who have children and the adventures they're always constantly going on, and the and how you know difficult it can be, but how wonderful it can be, like. I, I do know my parents like did the best that they could and they did they did a great job um but yeah just like you know and or people like telling me that I need to do these things and I felt like oh yeah like I'll do them yeah but I really didn't want to so just I feel like kind of growing up I was not really myself I really felt like I was just pleasing other people yep. um and as we all know or maybe some of us don't uh stay tuned because <laughs> your body uh will tell you eventually Mm -hmm. um and everyone you know everyone's body expresses themselves differently um for me it was you know I had a lot of stomach digestive problems I ended up getting this crazy rash um outside on my body physically and it was spreading and no one knew what it was Uh, I lost my hair in chunks um so I mean I'm actually grateful that I had physical symptoms sometimes because it was like this isn't okay like this isn't normal like I don't think that this is something that happens all the time so that's when really that kind of prompted me to like you said kind of be a little more intuitive and just start kind of educating myself about what possibly could be happening to me um so I think like saying the obstacle was just was just finally laying all the cards on the table saying I need help yeah Um, I've always been this person that like never asked for help. I always thought I could do it all on my own, right? My motto at one point was, you want something done right, you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that doesn't come into play for certain things, but you can't do everything yourself. And if you try to do everything yourself, especially perfectly, it's just non-existent. And um, you have to just start understanding that life is a lot easier when you ask for help and um asking for help in itself is hard right oh my god it's so hard 
so anyway, that was a pretty big obstacle. And I'm still I'm still dealing with that obstacle. Um, I'm definitely better at it. Mm-hmm. I will always be working on it to the day that I die. But mm-hmm. um, it's been actually really interesting. I've learned so much about myself and about other people. And, um, you know, mental health is a bitch. <laughs> it is. It is. Absolutely. You know, and I think that... You know, just to touch, like, when I went to school for social work, it's like they teach you about how to how to handle it or, you know, what to expect. But until you yourself experience something like that or you're working in a place that, you know, helps people, yeah. it's, like, so individualized. Every single person is different. And you, you just have to figure out what coping skills, what resources work best for that person. And it sounds like... You have an amazing therapist who has been able to show you those wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is key. Like, yes. having a good relationship with a therapist or, you know, whoever else, a friend yeah. group, like, support is literally everything. And that was, I mean, that was another thing, again, like I think I mentioned earlier, like, that was looked down upon in my family. You know, like, yeah. oh, you don't need to, you know, we we don't need to talk to anyone. We're fine. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, we all have problems. There's always something going on in people's lives and we can't always handle it ourselves. Um, so I think it was like, finally, I was like, I need, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And yeah, I came across this therapist that a friend of mine recommended and it clicked. And, you know, at first it's always like a little bit slow paced. You really don't know why you're there. Am, is this going to do me any good? Really, should I be here? Maybe it's not as bad as I think, but, you know, start really digging in and him asking the big questions and me actually thinking about it and listening to me. I mean, I think then you start kind of, okay, yeah, there's some things we need to take care of. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely so thankful that I that I took that leap and therapy. I always now tell people, like, not need to be crazy to go see a therapist um that is something that is incorrect that is something that was from back in the day that I feel like people just kind of you know assumed and it's not it's it's people need to communicate and talk and express themselves and you sometimes need to talk to a complete stranger to do that absolutely and he also or she also they usually have these awesome tactics to like explain to you like how your brain works and why this is happening and a lot of science related stuff too that I find fascinating so that's really helpful to me Hmm. that's great so with with your backstory mm-hmm. and and all the different things happening in your life, so tell me a little bit about like what's happening present day because like you have so much going on. Yes, I, I have a couple projects. You got some things going on, don't, don't we all? <laughs> um, so like I just mentioned, therapy changed my life. Um, and it, if if I didn't go to therapy and break down some of those barriers that I had my entire childhood and my entire life, if I didn't go through some of the things that I went through, I would not be doing these things that I'm doing today. I, I, I know it. I know it in my soul. I can just feel like I definitely um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, so I am trying to do a million things. <laughs> no. Um, so right now I currently work full time at Kim Copy Printing. It's a locally family owned printing business. Um, McCarty Printing is a sister company. So 
they do a lot of the bigger jobs. We do a lot of digital, small, local business jobs um, and promotional items and, and all that, all that's all the things. And so I've been working a total there about seven, seven years, seven, eight years. Um, and I'm a graphic designer there, so I work there full time Monday through Friday. Uh, shout out, shout out to my crew at Kim Copy. And then I, my coworker and I decided to kind of join forces with our graphic design skills and we have created a line of eerie inspired greeting cards our company's called flagship city press and it's basically we just took like quirky things about eerie little things that like really make eerie unique um and kind of sets us apart from other places around the rust belt area and you know it it's been so fun because you know I love stationery. I have always, I was raised to write notes and receive them. Like I had pen pals with my grandma and my teachers and, you know, um, still love writing letters today. I think it's just so endearing and it's just, it's just a communication that I hope never, like I never stop doing. Um, So that's kind of what we're doing there. Um, This is like our first year kind of being flagship city press. Last year we kind of were under Kim copy. Um, doing it because we wanted to try it out and we got such a great following and people really loving our stuff that we decided to branch off on our own so we got that going on and we'll be doing a lot of events around the area um, with our cards and stuff and then I am also currently trying to raise money funds to start up a cat cafe and if you're wondering what a cat cafe is I am tell me more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a cafe environment, but there is an extra aspect. It's like a cat lounge, if you will, and it's in a separate separate part of the cafe. It's separated by like a wall and a separate door. Um, obviously, you know, we got some health stuff going on. So we health inspection will definitely be on my butt if I don't take care of that. So the cats will be in a separate area so the food and the cats don't mix. But if you so choose to have some extra cat hair on your cupcake or your snack, you can take the food and the drink in with you to the lounge. That's your choice, but you don't have to. Um, But basically the whole point of a cat cafe, especially in America, um, because they originated in Asia, but in America when they started becoming bigger, um, they put a twist on it and they work with a local animal shelter. So then what you know, we do is we work with this local animal shelter to bring the adopted cats that are like healthy, they have their shots, they, they're taken care of, they're ready to roll and find a forever home. So I'm kind of going to be like a foster home mm-hmm. in a way where like I will be housing like eight to 10 ish cats at a time and people can come and have this intimate opportunity to meet these cats and kind of see if this cat's for them um then they will have an opportunity to you know to fill out adoption paperwork and go through because you care for the rest of the process or if you're someone who like can't have an animal where you live or you know you're a student or you know you're an older person who maybe just like can't one doesn't want to take care of an animal um or if you just are someone who loves animals and you just need that animal therapy time um in a zen cool peaceful place then a cat cafe would be for you it's just like so i will say that like before meeting dina like i'm not i'm still not a big cat person like i'm more of a dog person and that's okay which is okay but i i don't know i find myself looking at cats now and i'm like you know, maybe I need one in my life, all because of Dina. Cats and are majestic as fuck. 
Yeah. That's <laughs> also disclaimer, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers <laughs> yeah. because we probably should have said that in the beginning. Yeah. That's my bad. That's like I well, you know what? You swear a lot too. Yeah, I do. And you yeah. know what? There's nothing it's wrong with equal. that either. No, I like, think it adds power to the statement, really. It's just it's they're words that yeah. when I personally say them, it makes me feel hella good. Yes. Like a goddess. Yeah, like yes, like that energy. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm powerful, back off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I Same. So anyway, we, we probably need to throw that in next time, kind of start that, start that off, like, hey, kids. So also, like, for the people listening, if, how do they find out about your cafe? Oh, um, so, you know, the social media priest to cat cafe is what it's called. Um, purr, as in cat purr. P-U-R-R-I-S-T-A, and then barista. So purista. Do you see what I did there? I did see Punny. So punny. <laughs> so um, it's Purista Cat Cafe. The website is right now in the midst of figuring. We're trying to figure that out. Um, but social media is up and live. GoFundMe page is linked to all of our social medias. If you're interested in being a part of this journey with me and you want to help me get my startup loan, that would be so appreciated. I am a single woman of the world working multiple jobs. And as we all maybe can relate, like getting money to start a business is not always easy for people. And how much are you looking for again? My goal is $15,000. I'm also doing like rewards and incentives. So like, for example, if you donate say $25 um that would go towards you know the violet level and you'll get a reusable coffee tumbler with parista on it the name and the logo and then a sticker if you do $50 you get the parista package which is a t-shirt a tumbler and a sticker so it kind of like you know obviously the more money you donate yeah the higher the incentives are there's even some like hey I can lock you into parista cat cafe when it opens and you can have a sleepover with the cats <gasps> yes that is an option so um basically you know I want y'all you know people who want to be a part of it I get to include you on my journey. You get to be a part of this awesome opportunity to open this new place in Erie and bring community together. And um, I'm the kind of person that, like, I will give back. Like, I just yeah, really want this to be a beautiful space for animals and humans and just a, a place where you just want to go and hang out and just be at ease. So... <laughs> That's what's happening in my life. <laughs> I love that. Well, there's like, yeah, and there's so many good things that are just like coming about, I feel like. So, you know, we do, like we said earlier, we do have an Instagram with our podcast. Um, do you, do you want to share like your Instagram handle? Like Personal? Yeah. like Yeah. So mine is Dina Lynn Rupp. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. It's Dina Lynn Rose Rupp. That's my confirmation name, Rose. I grew up Catholic. I am not a practicing Catholic, um, I but I am a spiritual person. But I, if you, Dina, four letters, Lynn, four letters, Rupp, four letters. So, of course. Four, four, four. And it just rolls off your tongue. Dina Lynn Rose Rupp. Yeah. It's perfect. So, that's my personal handle. Priesta is Priesta Cat Cafe. Okay. And then Flagship City Press is Flagship City Press on both platforms which is facebook and instagram for me okay what about you 
I mainly use Instagram, although, like, I don't know. I'm just not a Facebook person. Like, I, hear I you, girl. You know, I'm I hear not. You. I but try. They're connected now. So they are. it's like you so, can just go on Instagram and then just be like, bing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. So if you do follow me, you can go on Facebook, but I really don't post a whole lot. But my website is seekingsolace.com. Solace is S-O-U-L-A-C-E. And then my Instagram handle is seekingsolace, S-O-U-L-A-C-E, underscore with Emily. And I've released some really cool things recently. So just like, you know, take a look, DM me, DM us if you have anything that you like want us to talk about or you want to be interviewed or, you know, whatever the case is. Like Dina and I are super open to you know, making sure that we speak our truth um, to help others. So, like, if you know yes. of anyone that would benefit from this or just share, spread the word. Um, yeah, and we're we're really excited that you guys took the time to listen. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, also, again, breathing spaced handle is just breathing spaced with an ED at the end there. Um, and we will be posting something uh, probably maybe today and please feel free to share this information and comment anything you want to maybe hear in the future bye guys have a great day bye, bye.